0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone, Alex here, and welcome to episode 170 of the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today I am joined once again by pro sports betters. Mitch on the top right hand of your screen and Tyrus at the bottom of your screen. Welcome back, fellas. Hey, Thanks Alex. for having us back. Thanks for having us back. Oh, simultaneous. How beautiful is that. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you guys are bloody betting partners. You uh, <laughs> you even talk at the same time and say the same things. Incredible. We're in sync. We're in sync. <laughs> there you go. How's uh how's things how's things been for you guys since we uh last last talk? What's going on? Yeah, it's been good.
1: Uh, just same old, lots of lots of bedding going on, obviously, all day, every day, pretty much. Um, it's the middle of winter now, so it's a lot colder, so there's not as much to do besides just really focus on the business and whatnot. Um, but yeah, just still try to build this up, making new connections, finding new edges, and uh, adjusting to the market when need be.
0: Yeah, nice. And yeah. Uh, Tyrus, mate, you must be excited for the for the Super Bowl, isn't that in a couple of days or something? <laughs> I don't know much about this stuff, but yeah,
2: yeah, next Sunday. It's uh, oh. should be pretty good for the prop betting markets. We always we crushed that last year, so definitely looking forward to that again this year.
0: Yeah, I remember last year I was working with a syndicate and they were sending me like it was just it was arguably my favorite ever bets i've ever placed not because they won but because it was just so much fun to watch it was on the um on the halftime entertainment and (laughs) we were they were betting on uh on what song eminem was going to come up with (laughs) And, and eminem was i think he was like the fifth or sixth person to come on so i had to wait like a good 10 ish kind of minutes for him to come on and the build-up was just hilarious i was telling all my mates what up song i was on and all this i was yeah it was quite funny but uh yeah Yeah. i quite enjoyed that so is is there any do you know who the halftime entertainment is this time
2: i think Uh, it's uh i think it's rihanna or something
1: oh yeah yeah it's rihanna yeah love stuff. good stuff not quite as uh hip hop as Eminem but yeah that was a good that was a good halftime show that Eminem won I like that one a lot there's actually a prop bet: will Eminem wear a hoodie yes or no um, oh right yeah some yeah. people were people were hitting the, the yes on that one
0: but yeah minus five thousand to the yes yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah pretty <laughs> high,
0: but. Uh, good stuff fellas well as you guys can see at least the people working on you uh, watching on YouTube you can see that today we're going to talk about I guess things that are uh, you guys are dealing with every single day, especially given, I guess, especially the kind of work you guys do in the betting area, or at least the the way you guys bet with, uh, I guess, people want to call you steam chasers or the uh, the top down approach. Um, it's pretty important for you guys to, I guess, yeah. Betting partnerships, working with people, working with syndicates. So I thought it'd be interesting to have you guys on to kind of yeah, pick your brains on on these kind of topics. Or I guess just it's nothing we've really talked about on the podcast before. So I think this is an area where people could, yeah, learn quite a lot. And, I mean, it probably won't affect a lot of the people that are going to uh, listen today. Uh, maybe they're just not going to get to that level where they need to, like, really focus on having a network and things like that. But I think there's, uh, I, I think, even if it's something that you'll never do, it's quite an interesting topic for for most people. So what I want to go through is, like, you guys, how you guys get accounts. Um, I can obviously share my experiences too, Um how, like you guys working with originators like you discussed last time and also working with big groups so not just working with like individual people but working with um yeah with with syndicates essentially so we'll go through those kind of topics one by one but um yeah I'll start with you mitch the the process of you guys getting new accounts at least for from when you guys started are you guys just kind of reaching out to friends and family or are you going beyond that
1: yeah i'd say it's a bit beyond that but it is a lot of friends and family and whatnot just to get new ids so like new accounts um and just using you know different devices to bet into them and whatnot um but yeah it's like a lot of that it, it's just such a headache man like honestly the accounts is the most important Important part of the business and you know just cycling through them after they get limited like just recently um I got my stakes cut at FanDuel and then Caesars actually um had a promotion so I went down to Vegas and stayed at the Caesars hotel for a bit and then right when I left they had told me like oh like you're actually cut from this program like you're you're you can't redeem your bonus money or anything and then my limits were slashed there too. Um but yeah it's like just getting those accounts limited and slashed like uh and then having to go through family and friends and then they have to produce like, you know, a recent utility bill and then like pictures of their IDs and whatnot to confirm like that they're on the account. So I mean it can be um pretty annoying but I mean, at the end of the day, you need, you need accounts to stay alive, right? Or else you're not going to have anything to bet into. So, um, yeah, we just still, still been kind of going through that, working with people that we know and trust. And then that's a whole, that's a whole another thing, right? Is talking about trust because there's obviously money in there, money in these accounts and, you know, people do silly things when it comes to money. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of factors and a lot of things that go into it, but we're still just, uh, you know, trying our best and, you know, only working with people that we trust. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd say it's going pretty well.
0: Yeah, I, I had um, I had Porter on the podcast uh, quite, quite a oh, – probably midway through last year from memory. Um, and he was kind of saying that although you get people reach out on Twitter that you've never heard of before, um, you know wanting to ask like saying like, that you can use their accounts and stuff like it seems like a quite a crazy thing to like send these random people money and <laughs> and and trust them that they're not just going to run away with it once you've uh made a decent profit on the account or however it goes like even if you lose a little bit of money before you get limited there's still going to be a decent amount of money in there so the the, the trust is uh is a huge thing and he was still saying that like most of the time even though it sounds like the dodgiest thing in the world to do um it's fine like you normally get paid yeah you'll have the odd one that doesn't work out but which kind of same seems quite bizarre because i guess i mean maybe humans are just like inherently think that they should trust nobody but i guess (laughs) like in general there are more good humans than bad humans in the world but uh What about you, Tyrus? What, what are there? What are like the general concerns for, for like even a family member or a a friend or like any random kind of person? Is there like a general concern you guys, not you have, but they have with, uh, with you using their betting accounts?
2: Yeah. Well, the first, you know, the first question is always, is it legal? And then it's like, well, yeah. And then, uh, after that it's like well why can't you bet in your account it's like well you know our action is sharp they don't like that so we now have to use yours and uh, we can make some money together and it's like well let me think about it and get back to you but uh if they end up giving us the account then we usually make them some pretty good money Um, but yeah it's always it's kind of funny it's always is it legal why are you getting banned and it's i mean it's it's understandable like the first time. I got banned from a sports book i was like you know i was kind of freaked out as well i was like what does this even mean like why can't i get yeah. somewhere we're doing something wrong and you're doing everything right it's the only industry where you do everything right and you're punished for it it's it's kind of funny like that
0: yeah the first the first limit's always quite funny because you're like i remember yeah. with my 365 i was like something's wrong with the account and i was like I remember yeah, I was talking him. to Marius, who's the CEO of TradeMate, and I was like, "Mate, what? Look at my account. Something's going wrong. I don't know what's going wrong, but they're not accepting any of my bets." He's like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, your first one, mate." <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Just, just to add to, uh, to
1: what Tyrus said there, it, uh, yeah, like I like to document on like my Instagram and whatnot when I'm getting limited at these accounts, just to kind of show people that follow me. Like this is like something that happens and I'll just get like, I'll post like a screenshot of, or whatever saying like, um, from Caesars or at bet three, six, five saying like, Oh, we don't want your action or your staking size has been limited. And, um, yeah, you wouldn't believe how many DMS I get after the fact, like, so what, <laughs> like the, like the, the person will say like, so what, like they think that you're cheating or like what's going on? <laughs> like how is this legal? Like so much of the average, um, Better, I guess, or someone who bets into these markets, like just an average sports better, doesn't understand that, you know, they they will do this to you. Like they will ban you once you start to win. Once they, even if you don't win, sometimes if they just see that the action's sharp, they'll limit you before you can even win on the account, which is almost an even worse feeling. Like seeing that your lifetime in the account is down, and next thing you know, you're limited to like four or five bucks, so you can't even make it back. Like, um, Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty shady stuff, but
0: yeah, I would I would also say to I can share a story that happened to me in the last month or two actually, which was probably the first time where I had like a major risk of not getting paid out of an account, and it was a um, an account that I used so use someone else's obviously, and the issue was was I was sending them money into their card into their I guess bank account or whatever. And then oh, yeah. that money was going straight into the betting account. And so when they banned me, they wanted every, you know, like you, you know, when they want verification, they want everything possible to see if they can find any problem at all. And this person that verified the account for me sent in like their bank statement and everything, which showed my name sending them money. And then I'm obviously already limited at this bookmaker, so they probably just do a process of elimination and, and realize what happened. Um, so, like that could have turned into something very big potentially, which, it, it, in a way, it kind of did because I uh, they refused to, or they just they essentially cancelled every bet I placed on that account. It was only four bets, and oh, wow. uh, luckily, luckily one out of the four bets won. So I actually uh, lost like a couple of hundred dollars on the account. And so they were like, due to our terms and conditions, like blah, blah, blah. We think that you're doing something wrong. So we're going to avoid every bet you placed and send back your deposit and all this. So I was like, <laughs> well, I just made a couple of hundred bucks. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, nice,
1: nice, nice. So, it's funny how they only, they only really care about, uh, you know, they don't ask for all the verification and everything for the most part, like as in depth anyways, when you're losing, but yeah, right, right when you start to win, you need to jump yeah. through all the tubes. You need to be sending like your blood type to these guys just to get <laughs> played for Like it's insane, man.
0: Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah I like don't know. It's this. crazy.
1: Like what, right when you start to win, it, 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 it's just like the couch locked. It's like this after this, after this, nothing seems to be good enough. Um, and yeah, they, they really make you work to, to get that money out when you're winning
2: yeah and even even like when you first when you first deposit like there's a big you know red button and it's telling you to deposit you know straight away and then when you go to withdraw or whatever when you actually win you go to withdraw you got to go through all this stuff like you got to go to the cashier and then i you know i've been on sites where there's not even a withdraw section i have to message customer support and it's (laughs) like just it's incredible like they they just yeah. make it so easy for you to deposit and lose all this money. But then when they run into a winner, you know, yeah. it's like they're avoiding paying out at all costs.
1: Yeah. Yet they all promote, like, responsible gambling and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of and messed it, up. But yeah. And then, like, the withdraw button, like you said, it will be, like, font size 8, and then deposit yeah. will be, like, this massive big button in the middle of the screen. It's like,
0: come on. They They almost act like they they actually really struggle to make money from from being a bookmaker <laughs> it's like almost that if you have the capital it's like almost the easiest way to make money like if you're if yeah. you're a big if you've got a you know if you've got a couple million dollars you know i don't know how much it takes to start a decent bookmaker but like
2: yeah. it's honestly
0: the easiest way cuz as we all know like 95 well, i think i've heard like 98% of people lose from sports betting so it's like yeah just chuck a margin on everything you're gonna get idiots that come in
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh and lose money like it's it's kind of bizarre the way they operate i mean maybe that's the reason people lose from sports betting because the withdrawal button's so, so small <laughs> maybe that's the yeah, reason yeah they can never get it out
1: but yeah man if you want to get an idea how much bookmakers making stuff like that like i don't know if any of the viewers or listeners have ever googled uh the owner of Bet 365's house like it's just like this massive mansion like it's just crazy so i mean yeah,
0: yeah what's they're, her they're, name again i always forget it yeah
1: mm-hmm. i can't remember the the name but i think it's yeah. a woman actually yeah it they're, is like, yeah family or something right so <laughs> but yeah that house is just crazy it looks like it's like this massive mansion in the middle of the forest but yeah they're definitely they're definitely doing well for themselves
0: Basically, like the only woman in the betting industry, and she's the richest, which is quite ironic. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, All right. Well, I think, yeah, we covered pretty well that, like, yeah, getting accounts for yourself. Probably, yeah, I guess you got to start with your family or friends, like, you know, Mitch Mm -hmm. and Tyrus have mentioned. And,
2: Hopefully we've
0: um highlighted some of the pitfalls there especially just don't do what I did and yeah I mean I mean maybe you can blank out some of the things on your bank statement if possible um I think you should be able to do that like it is kind of private information so I wouldn't mm-hmm. see anything bad with that like black out your transactions or whatever like um at least the ones that aren't necessary that that are outside of you depositing into a bookmaker so there's a little inside tip from me, so you don't end up with what could have been a pretty bad situation. Um, but moving on to, I guess, you know, still in like the the betting partnership side of things and getting accounts. But uh, wh- yeah, working with originators. This is something you guys mentioned when we last talk. Like, what's the what's the process for you guys? Like Tyrus, when, like, how often do you, are you getting originators reaching out to you guys and looking? to get more volume down on sports and kind of what does that like process look like cuz any any random could reach out to you guys and say I'm a am bloody good come on with a false record potentially and um, next thing you know you're uh, you're placing bets for someone that's potentially going to lose you lots of money
2: yeah i mean we're pretty careful when it comes to that but just naturally you know, we're we're still growing our business, so a lot of it's been us reaching out to them. Um, uh, we've reached out to a few different big groups, and and we help them. But uh, for the the people that do reach out to us, yeah, we want to see like at least you know a year's sample size of of what they've done and and kind of what their their approach looks like, and even then. Like, you don't know if they're going to win for you because, like we like we talked about, the market is so efficient. If there's an edge one year, one day even, the next day it could be gone. So, yeah, we're we're taking a gamble when we uh, bet someone else's stuff that we don't know, like when they reach out to us. But uh, it's all in the name of the game, really, right?
0: Yeah. Are, are you, like, Mitch, are you asking for their, like, records and, like, how detailed would you... Would you kind of go into that? Like, I mean, for me, if it was if I was placing bets for an originator, like I'd be looking to see like their closing line value, especially if they're betting into like bigger markets um, and, and things like that too. And a lot of people just like haven't recorded that over time.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat>
0: I just usually like to kind of ask
1: them for for a tracking sheet of of track plays so we can kind of just look it over. Um, for the past like year or so if they don't mind sharing that. And then if they have one or if they send one over or share one so we can see it, Tyrus and I can kind of get an idea like, okay, this person is actually like keeping like good like – record-keeping is an important thing in the sports betting business, right? So we can take a look at that and say, okay, this person is actually keeping a good record of how they've done and how they're doing. Um, they seem legitimate, and then we'll test it out from there. If they're just like send us – some message and they're like, Oh yeah, like this is my record. I don't have anything to back it up. Like, and then we'll say, okay, like maybe we'll try out a couple plays and then they're just getting crushed by the market. And you know, it's probably not going to work out long-term, but um, yeah, it's all just at the end of the day, it is still gambling. Like it is still a risk taking new people on and um, you could get, you could work with the best, the best person in the the world. Right. And then they could start off on a really, really cool run. Like, um so you kind of want to see that track record just dating back just so you know so you don't cut you want to give everyone a fair shake too you don't want to cut cut anyone too early just because you know variants and whatnot um so you just want to make sure that you know you see it through with them because you don't want to miss any opportunities either but um yeah i would say we usually give it for tyrus and i We usually give it uh you know, maybe like three to 400 plays just to get a rough idea of how this person is doing. Are they beating the market? If it's a liquid market, um, or like what's their ROI like? And uh, based off that, so like a cup depending on how much they're betting, but um, after three or four months of, um, you know, getting down for them and helping them get down more, um, we'll kind of see where they're at and uh, yeah, kind of go from there. Well,
2: one thing I just wanted to add, um, like if we don't know the person very well, obviously, and they're reaching out to us on on whatever, Twitter or Telegram or anything else, you know, Mitch and I, we're at the point now where like we deal with like the language and the and the different terms and everything like that. Like we know everything like the back of our hand where we like to get on a call with the person and kind of have them, you know, tell us, like kind of just interview them a little bit. And really, I mean, for me, and probably obviously Mitch too, within the first 30 seconds of somebody talking, we have a pretty good idea if they're, you know, if they're sharp or not, like if somebody's, if we don't hear anything about, you know, them constantly adapting or, or something like that. And they're just talking about, you know, their record and their win percentage. Well, we're obviously not going to take them as seriously, but yeah, if they, if they kind of take the lead in the interview and, and, uh, Almost truly really interview us in a sense. Yeah, we know they're pretty sharp.
0: Because you you could potentially just say yes to everyone and just be like, "All right, well, I'll take a free roll on every bet that I place for you." So and not place them ourselves. So essentially, you know, you've got no risk at all, unless unless that you're like spotting the money or whatever. But let's just say they sent you a bunch of money and you're betting for them. And you're going to get a free roll on top of that. Like you really have no risk at all, but you still, you know, it's still, it's still wasting your time. Like there are other things you guys could be doing. So have you guys ever just thought, all right, well, I'm not 100% sure on this person, but let's just, uh, let's just not bet their stuff ourselves and see how it goes. And just if it goes well, we'll get a little bit of money from a free roll. Or if not, the worst thing that's happened is that they've just wasted a little bit of our time.
1: I mean, I was just going to say, yeah, sometimes like what will happen though is, you know, if no money's exchanged between hands to start and you're just betting their stuff. um, So we say you start to bet their stuff, for example. Right. And then, you know, it's not doing that well. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll just like fill their orders and then we won't bet it. So then, if it were to, if it were to lose, if their stuff starts to lose, then then we'll win. Like if it's not beating the market and whatnot. Um, but then all of a sudden, then they go on this massive run. So then, if you're if you're not betting their stuff, then you know it can it can work against you too. Because then next thing you know, they're like going on this massive run and they're just like winning all this money. And then at that point, you could be losing. So usually, we try to whatever someone sends, we try to bet it. Um, Just to make sure because we don't want to put ourselves in a bad spot. But um yeah, I mean, it yeah, it does kind of work both ways with that. Um, and there's been people that we've worked with, like usually what we'll do is someone will send us an order to fill, and then we'll say, Okay, we're gonna start with X unit sizing on your stuff, right? And then we'll give them like a 10% free roll or something like that. If their stuff's good, then over time, we'll raise our bet sizing and they'll just be making money just based on them sending sending us the info. Mm. Um, we're just helping them get down more. So that's like a model that's worked pretty well for us in the past, doing something like that. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of ways you could go about it.
0: Yeah. Do you guys ever just have deals where, you know, you guys – you know, yourselves uh, can beat the market in certain sports? Do you ever just say to people that reach out or you've reached out to people just say, what well, if I say you guys are, you know, really good at betting Premier League soccer um, and this guy over here is really good at betting the NHL, do you just go, I'll send you my EPL stuff if you send me my NHL? Does that ever happen for you guys, Taurus? Um.
2: Not, not too often because we are such a top-down approach. Like we don't, like we don't originate very much, very many things ourselves. So, um if there is something like, we'll kind of structure a deal where, you know, maybe another originator that we work with or something. If we need help getting more down for them, or because a lot of these guys they're just looking for you know the maximum possible. So if somebody reaches out to us says. You know, I need help with this hockey, but I have room, you know, I'm getting down MBA, for instance, then we can kind of cross like that and, you know, we'll help them get money down on their hockey. They'll help with our MBA and uh, everyone's happy. But yeah, we yeah. don't, we don't originate too much ourselves. We're kind of just uh, an info source really with uh, the originators yeah. we work with.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. And then, and moving on to working with syndicates, Mitch, a, a, a bigger groups reaching out to you guys to to place bets for them, and and if so, like, what kind of what kind of amounts are they looking for you to get down for them on a, on? A, let's just say a spread. I guess that's the easiest way to like go about it because it's a you know one ninety or minus one ten odds um, for for American Canadian kind of guys. So. Um. Yeah, what's kind of the minimum amount where they're just like, "All right, you're you're worth our time to be placing our bets for us."
1: Yeah, so just to answer the start of your question there, so it's a bit of both. It's a bit of us reaching out to um, some originators and some originators reaching out to us. Um, so it works both ways. As far as amounts go, some of the bigger originators they won't even like. They don't even really want to work with you unless you're gonna be able to return like a 10k fill and not be able to even like touch the market or not touch the screen at all. Like if they yeah. even see what, if they see one thing tick, like just one thing, like if they see one thing flash on the screen um, and it might not even be, it might not even be us or whoever's betting it for them or whatever. It might just be coincidence. Right. Like um. so, but yeah, you have to be so careful with that as far as like information leaks and stuff, because it can really blow up someone's spot because when something starts to go, um, you know, they might, If they're looking to get a 10K fill from us, say, but then um, just hypothetical, say that we had a leak somehow, um, then, you know, we might be able to give them back their 10K. But if the market gets shift, like moved out of place and they're hoping to get 100K fill for the whole thing and they only end up with, say, 20, like 10 from us and 10 from someone else, then they're not going to be too happy. So um, some of the bigger groups, yeah, I would say they want like 10K back minimum and then as well as the 10 K they want to make sure that you're not moving the screen at all. So that's something, you know, that we pride ourselves in is making sure that we're hitting the market as quietly as possible. Um, but then also too, on the other end, some of the best people that we work with are just like small timers. Like they just want to, they want just want uh, that free roll deal that I was talking about earlier. Right. Like they might be betting two, three, four, five hundred 500 bucks a game themselves. So when we're giving them 10% of a free roll on what we're, what we're getting down on the information they're sending, um, that's a nice little bonus for them just to kind of send us the information and to get that free roll uh, kind of risk-free. So, but yeah, some of, some of those guys have been actually, they've outperformed some of the bigger originators um, over this season. Um, We'll see how it goes long-term, but um, yeah, it just kind of showed, showed Tyrus and I too, to, you know kind of never never uh close close the door on someone right kind of you like like i was saying earlier as well kind of give everyone a fair shake and whatnot so because some of those small timers have been really beneficial beneficial to our business
0: yeah is there a lot of trial and error uh tyrus in terms of not moving the screen at all like like uh mitch mentioned that's like arguably the most important part to these syndicates to make sure that you're not moving the major markets before they want to hit them themselves. So, um, yeah, yeah, is there like, like, because I've had experience myself with working with syndicates and moving the screen and not realising that I am uh, and it only really takes like one bit of moving the screen and it's like the partnership is like all over within seconds.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like the forbidden thing to do is move the screen on a, on like money that these guys laugh at sometimes, right? Like they're trying to get down such big amounts, but yeah, I mean, you have to be so careful and now we have it down to a pretty good science, but definitely at the beginning of our, of our business, like we knew obviously don't, don't touch pinnacle, don't touch a big bookmaker or anything like that and other outs, but any any sportsbook can like get flagged all of a sudden and then you know, let's say that you beat the closing line on like five plays in a row, like you really crush it. Well all of a sudden maybe like the the sportsbook owner or something like that or someone high up is is watching your account. Now you bet and let's say they have a massive bankroll, they just go smash the screen and now your your one account is leaking. So yeah you have to be super careful when it comes to that but um it did take some trial and error but now i think we're we're pretty good
0: yeah that's good uh uh, yeah like i said it was it's just it's funny how like it can just be like one bet it's not even like i I think i from memory this is years ago but yeah it was like well well, should we just try like one more bet to see if uh to (laughs) to see if it's actually like my bet doing it and uh, sure enough it was but yeah it's it's just quite <laughs> interesting how like i get how valuable it is for them if you're not getting down like huge huge amounts for them like they're just yeah. not going to play that game more than once
2: mm-hmm. no.
0: yeah it, it, it can definitely
1: be like a short leash that's for sure and that's so funny with the way that you said that just to, to see the partnership like disintegrate <laughs> <with an amateur laughs> yeah. it's like so funny but it's kind of true honestly so yeah yeah
0: it? Yeah, it's quite funny too because I like when it happened, I was like relatively, I don't even think I was betting professionally at that point. I was still kind of working for Trade Made, and, and it was just like, I thought that I'd hit the jackpot. Like I'm placing bets for a syndicate here. Like this is this is huge. Like I'm going to, you know, this is like a partnership. If I just, you know, make sure that I'm at my computer at this time every day, they're going to send me all their bets and I'm going to like, you know, for years and years be placing bets for them and make lots of money. And <laughs> you just see like your future just go like that. <laughs> Even if yeah, they weren't yeah. making you that much money, because I guess a lot of these syndicates too, like they not. we're not talking about like, Five ten percent ROIs, a lot of them like because they're dealing in volume, like a lot of their ROIs are like two percent, maybe even less. And you can bet for them for like a month, be losing money, and then all of a sudden you're moving the market gets switched off straight away, and you just like wasted or or maybe not wasted is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like you just spent a lot of money, a lot of time, yeah, placing bets for someone that had a quite a low ROI, which could have gone either way, and uh, yeah yeah that's uh, yeah we've
2: definitely had that before where we whatever we like we turn over you know millions for somebody getting down for them and and you know hours and hours on a on a day and all this effort, and then, yeah, they're just volume guys, and it's kind of luck of the draw with what plays you you get sent to you, and uh all of a sudden we run the numbers and they're like not even winning for us after months of getting down for them so it's yeah it's yeah. uh it's definitely yeah it's a funny game to play but it's um it's yeah. kind of part of the business
1: yeah i was just gonna say too uh like yeah i'm not gonna name names but there's this one group that we are getting down for and i think what was it Tyres returned over like five or six million for them yeah and- um, thousands it's, of not, it's not even like the fills were like massive or anything. It was maybe like four or 5k of fill. Um, so yeah, five or 6 million turnovers, like a decent, decent volume. Um, and yeah, over like, it was like over the course of all of that, we ran the numbers and they were down money and they were a negative ROI. So it was just like, <sighs> and like all the time that we had spent like sending information back and forth. Right. And it's yeah. like the end of the day, Tyrus and I, care about like managing and running like an efficient business and like obviously one of our most valuable assets is time. Um, So, you know, we just, it's just like at the end of the day, that's just like a waste of time, right? It's a waste of resources. It's a waste of manpower. Um, You know, we could be working on other things that can make us more money. So um, yeah, we we cut ties there uh, for the most part, but, um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it is this trial and error and, you want to give everyone a fair shot but you know eventually you've just seen enough too
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i actually that was kind of kind of my next question that is like <clears throat> do you think overall it's like it's worth placing bets for especially i think especially like big groups big syndicates because like i said they're not working with like these huge ROIs generally and you're most of the time getting a free roll of their profits which could be huge in some cases but in a lot of cases especially if they're working with a, a low ROI like you're not going to you're not going to change your life or anything like that and at the, and also add on to that you could be losing your own accounts because of these people so yeah. or these groups and you're only making a, a pretty small amount of the pie in exchange plus which we'll get onto later it's not the most enjoyable experience working with some of these big groups. But, like, from my experience, I would say probably not worth it overall. I mean, I've learned lots of stuff, so it's probably, you know, I don't like, I regret it or anything like that. You learn from any even slightly negative situation. But, um, yeah, how how do you feel about that, Mitch, in terms of, like, the overall experience? Like, would you you recommend it to, to many people? Because I think everyone probably sees it as some kind of, like, dream if a syndicate reaches out to you and says, can you place bets for us? It's like, whoa, holy shit, <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, yeah. But in reality, it's, like, there's, like I would think, at least in my experience, like, I haven't made that much money from it.
1: Yeah, I would say, for starters, it kind of comes down to how much you're betting, right? Like, or how much, how much risk tolerance you have for their stuff. Like, if they're a proven winner over, like, five or six years or something like that. And they return say like a three or 4% ROI. Um, You know, it depends kind of what you're betting. Like if you're, if they want a 10 K fill back and you're only taking, you're giving them 10 and you're keeping like a thousand for yourself, then okay, maybe it's worth it. But if you're only betting like 500 a game or something like that, which is probably unlikely if you're working with a syndicate of that level, then, you know, it's probably a pass if you're betting 500 or less, but you know, it's all just kind of scenario based. Um, I would say, and then, yeah, like you were mentioning too, right? Like if it's a bigger group and they're shifting the whole market and now those plays are in your account, then you have to also factor in the EV of your account getting like banned and you can't make your own money in there, right? So, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Um, there's still a couple big groups that we work with. Maybe I'll be able to give you a better answer on that in a year after yes. we kind of, see, kind of see how much. You know, we make working with them and whatnot, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Tyrus, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, well, Mitch said it pretty good. Like if you're putting, you know, if you're putting their work in not only your accounts, but your partner's accounts too, because obviously you have betting partners who who give you accounts and and whatever. So let's say you're putting their work in, in all their accounts. Well, if they hit, you know, if you just happen to team up when they're kind of like running a little cold or whatever, then they're still going to get closing line value because of the amounts that they're betting, like it's mm. serious money. But if they're losing, well, the account's still going to get flagged as sharp most most times. I mean, there's some times where if you're losing, even if you have closing line value, it doesn't matter. But yeah, a lot of the time, like I've seen accounts be down, like, Ten or fifteen thousand, and then literally you went. You have a winning day of like one thousand dollars, and the account's just done because mm. there's been so much closing line value, and and obviously the the work is sharp. So yeah, that's a that's a big downfall. Um, but it, it it just has to be a risk that you're willing to take to kind of work with some of the top betters. Yeah. Nice.
0: No, uh... One quick
1: thing there too. I mean, it, it's kind of just a side note besides the point but um if like you're doing these big fills for these big originators too then it's like if they want 10k a hit and they're like putting in a decent amount of volume in a week it could be like after a week's work like if they're losing like and you're giving them 10k fills they could owe you like 70 or 80k like depending right and even though they could be a big name in the betting space i mean stuff happens so i know for tyrus and i there's been times where a group's old owed us like almost uh six figures. I would say after one week, and it's just kind of like, okay, they're they're gonna like just thinking to ourselves like, okay, they should pay, right? Like, there's no there's no way they can like there's no way they could tarnish their name. But it's also like, if they didn't for some weird circumstance, like it could completely crush uh, Tyrus and I's business. So when you factor that in with the EV of losing your own accounts because of the you know closing line value, and then and then also, too, like if the screen ticks or something weird, and it might not again it might not even be because of us betting or it could just be circumstance um and then you have to deal with them like barking at you because like somewhere ticked like a scent or something, yeah um, yeah
0: it's a it's
1: yeah there's a lot of factors that go into it but
0: yeah cuz they could be a respectable group but also like in the background they could be thinking they could have lost lots and lots of money recently the the maybe the owner of the group or the operator of the group the founder of the group is like kind of had enough of this sports betting stuff like let's uh, i'm thinking of closing up shop and that could just like time <laughs> as perfectly as possible with you being owed 80k or whatever <laughs> so, yeah it would be yeah, horrible just, man it would be horrible i know there's a guy on on Twitter in
1: the betting space, I don't remember his name, but apparently yeah, he was pretty like well-respected or like someone was getting some, some other respected better was getting on calls with him like every day and like inviting him to group chats and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, just like a a month ago, I think you ran off with a bunch of money. So, I mean, it does happen. You hate to see it. Like you just hope people are going to be as trustworthy as you are. Like as, as you're like, you would hope everyone's kind of has some morals. Right. But, um, yeah, it doesn't always work that way.
2: One last thing I just wanted to add quickly. We talked about um, like the originator not paying you well. It's a different story, like where if you owe like the originator, like let's say that a crazy good week, you owe them like two, three hundred K. And all of a sudden for whatever reason, like it's around Christmas or or a holiday or something like that, and the bookie's taking a big hit like various bookies have taken a big hit and then they stiff you and all of a sudden you owe this big time originator all this money and the bookie stiffed you for everything like, or a big chunk of, of what you got down for them. And now you're in a tough spot and like that can also crush your business. Cause if you don't pay the big group, well, they can make one phone call and you'll, you'll never get a connection again. Right. So yeah, mm, it goes, yeah. It, it definitely, You really have to be careful and and know who you're working with, but um, yeah, it's just all a learning experience, really.
1: Yeah, like Tyrus and I dealt with a bigger size stiff, for us anyways, like uh, at the end of last year, I think it was, and you know, when you're dealing with something like that and then they owe you all this money, right, someone stiffing you owes you all this money and then they don't pay you, but then you still have to pay your other partners because you want to run a respectable business and whatnot well it feels like you just lost double in a way like it's just yeah it's just like it's brutal right yeah it's like the worst thing ever so yeah it's definitely we try to vet everyone as best we can but you know some sometimes shit just
0: happens so yeah i feel like this is like slowly turned into don't become a sports better (laughs) podcast (laughs) (laughs) everything wrong with the
1: industry 101 right here
0: yeah exactly um now how have you guys I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier like how have you guys found uh communicating with syndicates because from my uh my experience it's like it's not <laughs> and I, I there's a guy that actually wrote a I wrote a really good article about this I, I can't remember his name he was on the circles off podcast about his um experiences working with with groups and how like this is like they're like it's like the ultimate business arrangement. Like there's no there's no like ha ha's and lols and hey mate, how you going kind of thing. Like this is just like no becoming friends. Like you all you're doing is 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 business and like there's no time for like adding adjectives to make your sentence sound nice most of the time. <laughs> I don't know what your experience is like, but I guess how have you, Tyrus, found like communicating with yeah, communicating with syndicates for because for me starting off when I when I did it was um yeah I just thought they were like horrible human beings but then I realised <laughs> like over time it was um yeah it was kind of par for the course.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like everybody's angle is to make as much money as possible, not build friendships, but at the same time they do go hand in hand. Like yeah, we yeah, we've worked with some people where it's like. You know they'll send us a play and it's like sorry couldn't get that and they'll just like read the message or just be like whatever like whereas if we're working with somebody and let's say you know we have partners who give us accounts or help us get money down you know if they're like well we couldn't get that one or, or they ask a question like we're always we always try and take time to to be respectable and and have people skills really just because if you rub somebody the wrong way, you never know when you might need them again, like later on down the road. So just try to be nice to people and and uh, yeah. yeah, don't like, yeah, sometimes it's super busy if somebody's blowing us up at eight am. Saturday morning. Well, we're gonna be a little bit short just because it's the market's like going so fast, but we'll always kind of go back and just if they have a question, answer it in detail and uh, make sure that we're on good terms
1: yeah and i'll just add something to there alex when you're like asking that question you said oh it's it's all business like with them but like is it business though because i mean like the, i mean like good business is good relationships in my opinion yeah. and it's just like these guys like i always tell tyrus i'm like do these I'm, i always tell tyrus like do these guys even know business like this isn't business like these guys are just <laughs> like being so short like they're not building relationships they're just like makes me not want to work with them right so Um, I don't know if it's just, like, a lack of social skills. When Tyrus and I find someone to work with, like, when Tyrus and I are working with someone that can, like, compose, like, actual sentences and, like, responds to us like a normal human, then we're, like, amazed. oh, this is different. Like, this is is nice nice to have this because, like, uh, 95% of the other sports betting, the sports bettors are just, like, so short and it's just, like, they've never talked to a human before. It feels like they maybe uh sports bet out of a cave or something like that and just don't have human uh conversations i don't know like it's just like and it just doesn't feel like business to me sometimes yeah Um, i don't know there's a difference between being like strictly business focused and just being like a dick uh, yeah or just not having business skills so yeah i don't
0: know no no i couldn't agree more at least like that's how i see it too um it seems like a lot of the industry doesn't really see it that way. I can, I kind of under can understand why, but like, like there's going to be a point in time where the the you're, if you're placing bets for them, like you're, you're going to either get sick of it or like they're going to get to, it's going to get to a point where they essentially want you to go the extra mile for them to do something. And like, are you really going to go the extra mile or uh, risk risk? an extra thousand or like placing an extra thousand dollars on a bet that could just obliterate one account just for this group, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're just treating you like, Oh, would, you know, maybe it's an exaggeration, like treating you like dirt, but like not treating you like a human, like normally would. And like, yeah, I've had, I've had situations where I've told these, you know, like told you tell them your hours, like, cause obviously like there's, you know, Australia is like, you know, probably not the biggest sports betting hub in the world. There's bigger countries. There's more people doing it in North America and and the UK and Europe and stuff like that. And these are like completely different time zones. So you can tell these people when you'll be awake slash at your desk. And I've had so many circumstances where they'll call you on, you know, Telegram or WhatsApp or whatever. Like over and over and over until you're awake, or <laughs> are like, uh, are answering the, the phone or whatever. And uh, I could, I could go on about some great stories I've got that probably shouldn't go into too much depth. But like, uh, yeah, these, I think that the summary is that like some of these people, I think, I think you said it, um, Mitch, like I think they just lack a lot of people just lack social skills in this industry because it's not really like it, it's a numbers game, isn't it? Like generally, it's, probably quite a stereotype. Generally, people who are really good with numbers are not good with words.
1: <laughs> I guess. I don't know what it is, man. But whatever it is, it'd be nice if it changed a bit. But, I mean, Tyrus has stories of these guys. Like, Tyrus will wake up. Like, he'll wake up to, like, 20 missed calls from some of these guys. Like, just, and yeah. then he'll be like, and then he'll message them back and be like, oh, what's up? Like, thinking it's yeah. something, like, super urgent. And then they'll just like, you can see who's read your message on Telegram. They'll just read Tyrus's message and they won't say anything. But yet they called him 20 times. It's like, what? And it's just super, it's just like weird stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we've seen it enough that Tyrus and I just hope that we don't ever turn into that pretty much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you also don't know, like, you could be talking to, like, you could be messaging the employee like 10 down the line and that's probably an exaggeration but like a couple of rungs below the big man and like they could just be under like the strictest orders to like don't waste a second of your time being friendly like (laughs) and in
1: the other business if that was what they were told to do that would be like or for the most part in any other business like it doesn't work like that but i don't know we just tyrus and i try to treat this as much like a business so obviously so you know it's just we just focus on just what we think is general business principles like when it comes to communicating with everyone and whatnot so
0: yeah yeah Uh, well said uh i wanted to finish with this question like i think overall like i i'm i've been fortunate to to have to be doing this podcast and have worked with trade mate that i've been able to rub shoulders and meet like really sharp guys and network and etc. Get some kind of following, even though it's unbelievably small compared to other people. But that's helped me build a network, get you know, work with people, meet new people, get accounts, all this kind of stuff, open up opportunities in other countries. Um, there's obviously lots of other ways to do that, you know, through Twitter potentially, like becoming you know, maybe start with like uh, I don't know, posting all your plays on Twitter and say you're a winner and you slowly become famous on Twitter, then syndicates approach you and want your plays, et cetera, et cetera. Like my I guess my question is like for you, Taurus, like if I'm if I'm starting betting today, um even if i'm like a, a slightly profitable sports better, but all i've done my whole life is just like it's just me and the computer i don't have any sports betting friends at all i don't have i don't have a twitter account i don't host a podcast I, like i'm trying to like think of anything like you don't have any connection with anyone else in the world you know of sports betting like what would be your first step do you think there is like a best like a a best way to to navigate those waters and become like it sounds stupid, but like almost become like famous or like known in a way so that people can work with you in the future?
2: Yeah, I would say, first of all, like make a Twitter account because if you don't have one, it's going to be hard anyway. Um, But yeah, definitely if you don't have any connections or anything like that, uh, there's like the Raz uh, Slack or I think it's Discord now you can go in there and and talk about stuff with with other people that are and some you know a lot of guys are like pro sports better so you can ask questions there but um yeah definitely if you're trying to build connections and um relationships just go to every event that you can and get your name out there is is um sort of what i did you know i just kind of gave some accounts and ask some questions that I was curious about and you know not everyone like we talked about 95% of people having no people skills well the 5% that do (laughs) I guess are are uh, really good people so if you meet the right person um, you never know where it could go and you could build a lot of connections really just off of asking questions yeah
1: Yeah. I was just gonna say I was just gonna add too I mean Tyrus and I are always thinking of more ideas and better ideas on how to get our names more out there um, just because that's really what it comes down to when it, when getting accounts and whatnot. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough. You kind of have to put yourself out there so people know of you so you can get accounts and whatnot. And it sucks, but like the people with the biggest followings are like, the losing sports, uh, like for the most part, like there's a few uh, outliers, but a lot of people with big followings, like stupid people like Vegas, Dave, for example, or like any, anyone like that has like this massive following. I'm sure everyone kind of knows that guy's an idiot now, but, um, but it's just like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah. Steve Stevens, Steve Stevens, like it takes, uh, like, it's almost like it's harder to build like a solid following if you're like a winning sports better, because the average person only wants like these stupid plays, like these parlays and stuff like that. And someone touting, touting their picks like that. Right. Like saying, Oh, I've got all these winners. Duh, 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 duh. Like those are the people that are going to get the big followings. So um, I don't know. Tyrus and I are always thinking of ways, like even if we just like partnered up with someone who has like a reputable betting podcast or something, or it's like Tyrus and I are going to enter um, the Circa pick five next year for the nfl like again it's a long shot but if you were to place or if you were to win the big prize or something like that then that's like on top of the money that's like good advertising right for tyrus and i like for names in the sports betting world so um yeah we're always trying to think of ways that we can just uh get our names out there and and in turn get more accounts
0: yeah no i think that um yeah Twitter's probably the best one, like you, like you mentioned, Tyrus. But you know, it takes probably quite a while to build a following, and and also, mm-hmm. like, uh, I would assume that the most like popular content on Twitter is posting plays and stuff like that. So, which I, yeah. you know, it's, most people probably like don't really want to do. Like, it's probably like it's just, you know, it's probably not the most enjoyable thing to do because you just get no matter if you're a winner or loser, you're going to have people saying all sorts of stuff to you, but it's probably like, you know, the easiest way to build some kind of following if you're, you know, if you are a winner. Um, but I also like what you also mentioned around like, you know, going to events. So like something like Bet Bash. I think one's coming yep. up in, uh, is it August, I believe in, in Vegas organized by Spanky. So that's like, a yep. that's another, you know, really, Really good way to get your foot in the door. It's kind of a, I guess, pretty daunting experience for for a lot of people to like, you know, rock up to these conferences by themselves, um, like you know, something like that bash. But yeah, maybe it's like the necessary, necessary thing you kind of have to do to to get your foot in the door because you, uh, yeah, you do kind of have to to have longevity in this business. It's like almost the most important thing is to have a network to, to rely on to help you out. So, yeah, I think we've gone through uh, quite a few things today and hopefully educated a, a few few of the listeners on uh, on ways to, on how this all kind of works with syndicates and partnerships and all that kind of networking side of it. Is there anything you guys individually wanted to add on the, the topic that we haven't gone through today?
1: Uh I think I'm good for the most part, Tyres, Do you have anything?
0: Um, no, I don't think
2: so. Just, I think I mentioned it last time we were on here, but really the most important thing, if you're, if this is really a passion of yours and, and you love doing it, just reach out to people. Like, you know, just the worst thing they can do is just read your message and not respond. So if there's somebody that you're, you you kind of look up to in a way and, you see them you know that they're sharp and you want to learn from them just send them a twitter message like a lot of people on a slow day or whatever will just be on twitter and they kind of enjoy you know they kind of enjoy just teaching somebody else a little bit about about sports betting so don't be afraid to reach out and ask questions
0: yeah well said man i think people would be surprised at how welcoming a lot of sports betters are to like yeah teaching people and answering questions and stuff like that i think it's a really good point um where can we find you guys on twitter again i forgot to write down your, your twitter handles for people that want to reach out to you guys or is there a better way to reach out to you uh
1: mine's at Mt on twitter and then yeah instagram's just mitch dobney and uh yeah. those are the two main spots actually i guess too i've made a couple of connections through uh with sports betting through LinkedIn. I don't really use LinkedIn too often, but I do usually check it maybe on a weekly basis or something. So you could just type my name in there as well and shoot me a message.
2: Yeah. On uh, Twitter, my handle is uh, MT underscore finchy, and uh, yeah, DMs are open and on tw- on uh, Instagram, it's just Tyrus Finch. So if anybody wants to reach out, always happy to talk and um, try and answer any questions.
0: Good stuff, fellas. It's been fun having you on and talking about this. Um, So, yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you are listening for the first time or the 10th time, please make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast if you haven't already and subscribe to us wherever you listen to our podcast. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we we talk about on the podcast, more so the value betting ones, please make sure you start a free week trial of Trademate Sports. Thanks once again, fellas, and we'll uh, catch up soon. Thanks, Thanks a lot,
2: Alex.